Bree Again, my girls are you watch. With Stephen Seuss. Hey, um, hey, hey. Sorry, it's, it's been a while. It has been a while. Life has been, again, super crazy. Hopefully, we'll even out. Yes, because I finally got a house. Oof, oof. So, in a month, I will be back living where we can actually so, record. Yeah. And at the time that, you know, we record it and then now is... Our, our other sister moved out of her house and into a, you know, apartment. So, it's been a lot of... A rental. It's not an apartment. It's a duplex. Well, yeah, but okay. it's a rental. So, they with helping them and then our own busy schedule, Stephanie living 40 minutes away from me right now. It's with, just, like, bad internet. Yeah, so it's not like and her can. starting a new job and... It's just been a lot, and maybe we should have taken a break in between seasons one and two, but here we are. We didn't. We didn't, and we're just rolling with it, and we hope you forgive us. Yes, but because in a month I will be back in the land of the internet, um, hopefully we'll be able to be much more consistent. It's a lot easier. It's not very easy for me to even watch the episodes um, where I'm at, so anyway, so hopefully we'll get back onto more of a routine. Um, but this week we are discussing episodes seven, seven eight, eight, and nine of season two. Stephanie didn't really like these episodes. No, I like them because we're starting to get into like the actual story, and I I feel like I keep saying that, but it's like it's it's in the groove now. Like yeah, I, I want to keep watching. I really liked episodes of the three. Episode nine was my favorite of the three. Epi- then it was episode seven, and then episode eight. Which, I mean, with episode nine, you're starting to get into the middle of the season, which you're getting into the climbing action of the season. The the climbing action. Climbing action. What did you think I said? I don't know what you said. I was very confused. (sighs) But, yeah, Uh, you're getting into the... I thought you were going to say, like, the climax of the season. No. And that's, like, the end. Yeah, you're getting getting to the climbing action. Okay. So, um, so it's going to start to get more eventful. Correct. And, yeah. So, episode seven, we'll go ahead and start with that, because okay. that's first. Yeah. It's entitled Like Mother, Like Daughter, and it originally aired on November 13th, 2001. Wow, we're old. I know. Um, this is a good episode. I feel like it It got to see a lighthearted version of Emily, in a way. Yeah, I liked Emily in this episode. I like Emily, period. Yeah. But, yeah. So, the, it's cute. The episode opens at a busy Luke's, and Rory found a Barry Manilow CD <laughs> hiding under Lorelai's seat. And there's this whole banter back and forth as to whose CD is it. Well, it's and... funny, because it starts out, and they're noticing, or Lorelai's noticing um, Luke using more than just monosyllabic words. Um, and he's kind of, like, interacting with the customer. She's an older lady, but, like, he's kind of flirting with her a little bit, like a um, proprietor of a store would do to, like, get a tip and yeah. that sort of thing. And she's kind of noticing it. So we were seeing Lorelai notice Luke in a different way. Um, they talk about Luke's love life and his secret life. Yeah. It must be a secret because we don't ever see him, like, anywhere. Um <clears throat> <laughs> Oh, then we have the opening song, and then we come back, and the car won't start, and so um, Lorelai's trying to figure out how she's going to get to work, and Rory's trying to pack her backpack, and she's got too many books for her backpack, and it was a whole saga. Um, and so yeah, she, she needed one book for short stories, one book for essays, one like, book for 
Uh, fiction, for nonfiction. I understand reading and liking to read, but pick a lane. But that kind of opens <laughs> it up to what we're going to find out about Rory in school and the concerns and that sort of thing. Yeah. This is a good episode, Stephanie. It is. I'm remembering it now. Yeah. I watched it a long time ago. Yeah, this is a good episode. Um, so, <laughs> Lorelai eventually calls... I still like episode 9 better than this one. Um... Lorelai okay. eventually calls Michelle to come pick her up. Michelle. Michelle. My bell. Um, and he complains, but he What does else it. does Michelle know how to do? Correct. Um, then we're at Chilton, and the guidance counselor comes up to Rory. Rory is sitting by herself with at a table headphones, with headphones in and her Walkman. Yeah. Dates it. Walkman. It was a CD Walkman, though. Yeah, but she called it a Walkman. Yeah. I mean, it was a Walkman. Yeah. So then why did you correct me? Well, because there were tape. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that we're not talking about tape recorder Walkmans. Yeah. But CD, CD Walkmans. Like, because there were both. I owned both. Yeah, I um, had a CD Walkman. I had a tape and a CD. Yeah, I think I did too. I don't think you had the tape. Well, I had yours. Uh, <laughs> so they, the guidance counselor comes up and asks to speak with and her. And startles Rory because she isn't paying attention. Yeah, t- she's what's happening world. around her, yeah. Um, so they end up talking, and they're very worried about her social life, and they tell her to try and not be a, lo- a loner. That, you know, it's important that she leaves a good impression, that she's involved in multiple things within her school, because the guidance counselor, the principals, the teachers are the ones that write her recommendations. So, the next thing we know is Laura, Rory's at home, and she's telling Lorelai about this conversation with her guidance counselor while Kirk is fixing the car. <laughs> Why would you even bother I to get... Know. Gypsy wasn't around yet. I don't think we've seen oh, Gypsy. Yeah. We haven't seen Gypsy yet. Gypsy should be fixing the car, not Kirk. <laughs> um, so, Kirk is trying to fix the car. Lorelai is mad and very angry yeah. about she's this She's like, do insinuation. I need to talk to this guidance counselor? And she's like, well, it all started with Headmaster Charleston. And so, and so Lorelai was like, well, it's about time that I go and talk to him. Yes. It's been a while. So Kirk then pipes up and says <laughs> that the, the car's fixed, the Jeep is fixed, and that he was just like Rory, and he turned out just <laughs> fine. Fine. That's concerning, people. Like, Kirk is not just fine. No, Kirk he's not. Kirk is thing. strange. Very strange. Not that there's anything wrong with strange if you want to be strange and you're accepting of your strangeness, which Kirk obviously is. But I don't think that Rory and Lorelai really want Rory to be like Kirk. Right. Uh, sure. So. But the um, great thing about being strange is that you're unique and your strange doesn't have to be like another person's strange. Correct. It's very true. Strange yeah. person. <laughs> you? All right. So Lorelai shows up at... Um, Headmaster Charleston's office the next day, and he says, well, I don't think we have a file on you yet. No. He does have a file on her. doesn't have anything in it, though. Yeah, but he says, well, that brings me to a good point. Let me pull up your file. Yeah, so they have a file for parents. What? What is this place? <laughs> that is weird. Um, he noticed that she just, t- that Rory just takes after Lorelai because of her lack of participation. Yeah. And... So he's, like, turning the whole meeting around on Lorelai, and, yeah, it's not good. Um, Rory questions what happened, and Lorelai tells her that they should suck it up, because Harvard. They gotta get to Harvard. Um, Yeah. Which, so while I was watching this part, I forgot how the ending ends, so I'm, like, watching this almost with fresh eyes. And I'm getting a little bit upset, because I'm like... 
first of all, she has been participating. Like, she she's not necessarily friends with Paris, but they've had a turnaround where, like, they are. So it's like, where is the disconnect in the writing here? Yeah, because she's Between, also, like she's on the newspaper she's, staff. Yeah, she's on the journalism staff. She, you know, she's already had one full year at the school, and she's made friends. She's yeah. gone to parties. She participates in class. It's not like she's yeah. sitting there by herself. She like, doesn't her, like one of her teachers was almost her stepdad. Like she's involved. She might not she's be involved, involved enough to the level that they want. Right. And like that. That should have been the conversation. The conversation right. should have been like, you're see, not involved. Right. We see that you're doing X, Y, and Z, and while that's great, we would still like you to do. Yeah. If you want to be is, competitive, because uh, this is after the episode where she goes and volunteers, right? With the yeah. With hammer. Well, that wasn't volunteering. That was part of summer school. Right. But, yes. But. But, so, like, there should have been a conversation with, we see that you've done this, this, and this. Like, However, what's holding you, you back from? Well, if you want to be competitive. No, the conversation should be, you. we know you want to go to Harvard. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be competitive in the application process, then you probably want to look at doing more. Because. Right. Everyone who's applying is going to have the grades right. and is going to have one or two And that's ad- exactly activities. the conversation that should have been had because we see later in the series that she does struggle to be competitive. Correct. So that's the conversation. The, the framing of this situation yeah. is completely off. Yeah. Um, it should be if you want to be competitive because every nobody's going to apply to Harvard with C's, okay? Right. Nobody's going to apply to Harvard with sees and involved in a lot of things right it's going to be people who are have the straight a's have the grades and, and are involved because but are super involved because these ivy league schools are looking at i don't know what i was about to say but yeah so anyways, <laughs> that's that's so that. that was frustrating that was very and then frustrating. also like she lives in stars hollow so she and, can only be and i still don't ball. quite understand the distance i think it's probably like 30, 30 minutes, minutes which but is like, not long but like what does that 30 minutes look like is it 30 miles and 30 minutes or is it six miles and 30 minutes like because when you're in different areas that looks different so i still don't quite understand the distance between yeah because she can also still take a bus like there's a bus that right. goes there so i wouldn't think that it would be super right. far. Like, it's just very interesting. Um, but they could even work with her with that. Like, let's find you some activities that are on the weekends or, yeah. you know, something, something. So, anyways, and if you're concerned about her being a loner and not having enough friends, then that's a different, con- that's a completely different yeah. conversation than the activities conversation. Right. Um, so, anyways, the next day, so... The next day, Rory asked to sit with a group, and we meet Francie. Francine. No, it's Francie. Not everyone's allowed to call her Francie. Okay, well, I am. Because <laughs> I'm special. Because it's, they, on my closed captioning, it's Francine. Okay. Well, Francie, because I'm allowed to call her Francie. Uh, <laughs> I'm not Paris. I'm more Rory. Uh, <laughs> in this moment. I was about to say. Paris sees and stares and then attacks Rory. The moment lunch is over with, and she's like, how did you get to sit with them? Um, she, Paris informs Rory that they are puffs, which are basically like a secret society. Like a at sorority. The, yeah, at the school. Um, and she, Paris, begs Rory to help her get an in with them because evidently all of Paris's family have been puffs, and she has not been invited to be a puff yet, even though she's tried over and over and over and over again. 
Um, then we go to Friday night dinner. This was quite amusing because the maid or the whoever it is tells Lorelai and Rory that they are barbecuing tonight and to head out to the back porch. <laughs> so they sit down. They grab some corn on the cob. It looks really good. It does look really good. They sit down because they like grilled it. And they sit down outside and they're like, well, this is different. This is different. And Emily comes out and says, what are you doing out here? Get inside. <laughs> and I, it's a barbecue. And like, Which but, in the North they call it a barbecue. I would call that a cookout. Correct. Unless they're making, making barbecue. a barbecue. Yes. Um, but like they're so I'm confused because they were told to go outside. Yeah. It's not like they were told head so to the dining room. The maid didn't quite understand what was going on there either. Either, yeah. Poor, poor maid and Thorlai and Rory and even Emily like communicate. So many communication deficits. <laughs> um, the next thing we see is this booster meeting where Lorelai volunteers the inn to host the booster clubs. Um, yeah, so Lorelai joins the booster club because that was the one thing that she felt like she could and would do. Um, so while she's at this club, like, she really, you know, fits in and ends up, like, she's a good asset to this club because she's offering her in as a place to hold the annual fashion show. Well, they, no, not the annual fashion oh, show. They've done a fashion show every other year, they said. Oh, they did? Yeah. Okay. I, I just that. watched them I, yesterday. I missed that. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, Lorelai volunteers the inn. The next thing we know is that Francie is demanding Rory sit with them. Um, Paris hangs around, like, literally stands behind you them. You just jumped. Girl, I must not, I don't think I wrote very good notes here. Let's see. Where did you just leave off? Lorelai volunteers the end, and then the next day. Oh, she volunteers the end. Okay, I thought you said we're at the end. No, it's okay. a volunteer. Okay, so then me. next day. Yeah, back to what I was saying. Sorry, I need to listen to her better. So, wow. Just completely ignore me. Yeah, sometimes. Um, Francie demands that Rory sit with them. Paris literally is, like, hanging around, like, right behind them. It's kind of super awkward. Yeah. Um, And Rory invites her gets her invited to sit down and like talks her up about like how great she is and she's in like she I don't remember what so she they're says. like they're kind of um she's kind of oh they used to phrase she's kind of stiff or something like that and oh what did they say I didn't take any notes by the way but I just watched them yesterday um so yeah they were saying something like Paris sure is stiff like yeah, we should consider her because she's a legacy, but she's kind of stiff. I've said that 15 times now, but I'm trying to make sure that's what they said. I don't think it is, though. I don't think so either. Something like that, though. And then Rory kind of agrees, but also says, but she's very nice. Like, she's so smart. She's, um, she even said something about her being, like, funny, and they, like, just kind of looked at her like, no, she's not. And Rory was like, no, but she is. Like, t- really talking Paris up. Like, doing the girl a favor. Yeah, so Paris gets to sit down, <laughs> so, and gets included. Um, the next thing we see is Lorelai organizing the event. Um, <laughs> That's and, what I thought you were trying to talk. No, and this was what I, like, struck me, is Lorelai's event organizing reminds me, like, whenever she's organizing an event, big event for the end, reminds me so much of Emily and her parties. Yeah. They are more alike than they want to. Well, I mean, it, they're mother and, like, mother like, like daughter. Like, mother like daughter. You know? And like, that's what struck me was, oh, my gosh, Lorelai does not, like, 
realize, what Lorelai like, doesn't what realize she picked up is born in her life. What she, yeah, what she picked up and what she's choosing to do for her career is very similar to what her mother does in right. general. Like, so I think the cool thing about Gilmore Girls the series is in each of these types of episodes, like the name of this episode is like mother, like daughter, and they're comparing not only Lorelai and Rory. Because that's what the start of the episode is about. Because they're both loners in the Cholton universe. But also, they're comparing Lorelai and Emily in a more obscure way. Yeah. And I think that's the whole series. Saying that each mother and daughter pair are very similar. Um... Luke comes to fix the stage. Yeah, so the stage is tilted. And there's somebody the guy that's putting it in is the guy who built it and is trying to fix it. And, you know, we see Lorelai and him kind of battling it out. Like, are you going to be able to fix it? And he's like, yeah, I can fix it. And then all of a sudden we see Luke. Clearly she's already called Luke saying, clearly this guy's not going to fix it. And I only trust Luke. Yeah, so Luke comes in, he fixes it, and the other moms all start asking lots of questions Just about Luke. Just one little mom. No, a bunch of them ask about him, but then there was one who really, like, um, well, why do I put the other mom? Oh, the other mom. Yeah. And just, the other mom. one other mom. one other mom. Okay. <laughs> Thought that was plural there. Okay. And Lorelai clearly gets a little bit jealous and territorial, and she's like, whoa. Yeah. Because she asks if he's single and all this stuff. Um, We find out that Emily and Lorelai are going to have to be the um, mother-daughter um, models for this fashion show. So cute. It's so funny. <laughs> Uh, and then after the fashion show, Emily says very... Um, well, no, it's interesting because... So, Lorelai seems to have this, like, disgruntled attitude about having to do it. And while they're modeling, you can see her thaw out a little bit because she sees how much fun Emily's actually having with it. Yeah. And, and it's cute. They do a little dance on the stage. Yeah. And, yeah. And then um, Emily says, funny, isn't it? How nicely you seem to be fitting into the world you ran away from. Yeah. And I was like, mm, mic drop, Emily. Yes, mic drop. girl. Um, we next, um, we also see Lorelai, like, hitting it off with these other moms uh-huh. in this booster club thing. And they are complimenting her. And she's kind of reveling in how successful yeah. the whole event was. And then we go home. Wait, we see first before we go home that one mom that said that she was interested in Luke. Who was played by, um, oh, I can't remember her name. Uh, ooh, it just came to me and then left again. Anyways, she played the um, Mary Alice Young when Desperate Housewives. Oh, yeah, yeah, So Brenda Young. Her name is Brenda Young. Cool. Yeah, someone else's name is Brenda Young. Okay. Um, anyways, so we see her and Luke talking, and it looks to be like a like pretty intense conversation. Um. And then later, I don't think you're going to... Okay, yeah, you are going to say that. Um, so anyway, so we go home, and Lorelai tells Rory that she's going to be kidnapped tonight, so she better put on her good pajamas and make sure her hair's brushed and her teeth are brushed and all this stuff. Yeah. Like, and so... Make the, sure you put on lip gloss. Yeah, so the puffs come, and they kidnap Rory. She just used air quotes. I she, did. she does that from time to time. But air quotes. Can't see us. Kidnapped Rory. Uh, <laughs> and they end up taking her to... So, yeah, Francie had told Lorelai that they were going to take them to breakfast. Yes. But that's not exactly what happened. They took them back to Chilton. They broke into Chilton. 
And then they were going to break into, they broke into Master Charleston's office, and there's like, some weird ceremony. Like, yeah, it's a like little. They had a candle burning, and you had said, to this, some said this poem. And then you had to ring a bell. And the bell three times. Like, Which, secret society type stuff. Like, yeah. in, in Veronica Mars, they did a similar thing. Yeah, they in did. In their secret male yeah. society. Yeah. Um, but instead of Veronica coming in and busting them, it was Master Charleston. Headmaster Charleston. Headmaster Charleston. Just skip the first part. It's fine. Master um, Charleston. Master Charleston. <laughs> so, yeah, Headmaster Charleston rolls up in there and he's like, I'm calling all your parents. What's wrong with you people? Yeah. So... Um, and Emily, and then, and not Emily, Rory goes So, off. yeah, so he's sitting there berating them, like, I'm astounded by your behavior, especially from most of you in here, in this room, because they're the best students probably in the school. Um, why else would you be nominated to be in a secret society, in an Ivy League type school? Um, so he was like, I'm astounded by this behavior, blah, 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 you're all going to be suspended. And Rory goes, you can't do this, it's not Fair. You're the one who said that I needed to make friends and I needed to be involved and I needed to do this and I didn't even want to do it. I didn't even want to be here. I don't want to do any of that. Yeah, and she like said something while she was having her tantrum about sitting down at a random table and they all kind of looked at each other like, like we are not random. <laughs> and I found that funny because she offended them without even realizing yeah, it. Yeah, so <laughs> Lorelai eventually shows up to get Rory. Well, no, no, no. Before that. So he excuses all the girls because their parents are here, and he says, "Wait, Rory, I want to talk to you." And so he and Rory talk, and um, basically he says, "I may have been a little bit hasty in your situation. Um, let's plan to talk." Yeah. Okay, and that's basically the end of that whole storyline. Yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, one last scene with Lorelai and Luke where they're fighting about. Ava. Yeah, so, so Lorelai comes into Luke's diner, and she is telling him that it would be awkward for her if he were to date a Chilton mom, um, because it would be that her world's colliding, and she just doesn't feel like that would be a very good situation for her, and she doesn't want that to happen. Pretty much telling him he cannot date her. Yeah. So then he kind of goes off on her, and he's like, where do you get off telling me who I can and cannot date? That is my personal life, my personal business, and that is not up to you. And then he, she kind of said, like, they go back and forth a little bit, and then he says, and by the way, I was giving her directions. I have no intention of dating her. And it kind of leaves her a little bit embarrassed. Yeah. But basically showing Luke that huh, maybe she does have some more feelings for yeah. me. Yeah. So, that is yeah. episode seven. It's a good episode. It was better than you thought it was. Yeah, now that I remember it. I Episode eight, though, is was very long for me. So, um, well, let's ep- get into it. Well, let's get into it. So, episode eight is entitled The Ins and Outs of Ends, and it originally aired on November 20th, 2001. Um, we start out at a Friday night dinner where there is a new cook who has cooked some type of food I don't remember it wasn't it was like some like special food. yeah I, I I just now realized I didn't pay much attention <laughs> this episode because it's it's kind yeah. of boring um 
that Rory asks where Grandpa is. We find out that he's in Akron, Ohio. Remember, we're having Richard's having problems at work. Right. So he's being trying. They're trying to phase him out. Blah blah blah. And so Emily says, "You know what could cheer him up would be an oil portrait of you, Rory." And Lorelai's like, "Danger, danger, danger! Don't do it." Um, because and Rory's like, "If it'll make Grandpa happy, I'll fine. do it." Which good for her. Yeah, Lorelai. Um. Then they reference Lorelai's portrait, and Rory's like, I've never seen your portrait. Like, what? What's. And they, well, Lorelai goes, Oh, because it was never finished. Three started, never finished. Um, <laughs> what type of horror child were you? <laughs> yeah, it makes you question. But, like, then you see later on, like, what Emily wanted Rory yeah. to do for this picture, and they're like, Lorelai. Okay, no, uh, no, Rory. Rory. And you're like, Okay, never mind. Yeah. Um, then we have the opening, and then Luke and Lorelai are talking about business. Um, she wants to name, she wanted to name their house when they bought their house, a name like Thomas Jefferson named Monticello. And, but the only thing that Rory and her could come up with was the crap shack. So <laughs> she's like, I'm really struggling with coming up with a name for, for the inn, for the new inn. Um, and he goes, well, do you even have a location yet? And she says, yes, the Rachel property. And he goes, hold on while I, the Rachel property, you know, the pic, the pictures that, the property that Rachel took. You know, we just started calling it the Rachel property and we never stopped calling it the Rachel property. But, ah, stop calling it the Rachel property now because you're feeling kind of awkward, right? Um, Suki and Lorelai are talking about names and they get the documents to show who owns the land and they find out that Fran owns it. Fran who owns uh, Weston's bakery. Um, the next thing we see, and it's just a quick shot, and then it goes away to something else, is we see Taylor walking on the street, and he walks up on <laughs> a crime scene, and chalk body paint, yeah. chalk paint, chalk, chalk outline, chalk outline thank you. Wow. Um, yeah. Guys, she is struggling today. So, Lorelai's meeting with Fran, and Suki's late, um, and we find out that Fran's family had owned, her parents owned the dragonfly bed and breakfast, um, but she refuses to sell. And she's going to keep that forever. Yeah, so she says forever. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to sell it. I'm going to keep, keep it, it forever. forever. So they're trying to beat around the bush like, okay, what about when you what die? About when you die? <laughs> and they don't come out and just say that. So they said, well, what if, if you, you go, go on, on a long, long vacation? vacation? And she's like, well, where I would I go? I don't, I don't, I don't like vacations. vacations. I they're went like, to California one year and I, I didn't like it. And, and they, she goes, no, what about that? A long, long eternal long vacation. vacation. And she's like, I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> and then they're like, the vacation we're all going to eventually go on. And she's like, I don't understand. She said, I'm not selling this place ever. So they're stuck. They're stuck. Um, we see a scene between Rory and Lane. Um, they're walking along. And then all of a sudden they're like, what's going on over there? And it's Taylor screaming about crime. <laughs> and Bootsy's behind him going, yeah, like repeating everything that Taylor's saying. <laughs> Um, and the police officer says, is this your son? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no. <clears throat> my favorite part, though. Hold on. <clears throat> Sorry. My favorite part, though, was that the police officer goes, hold on, Taylor. We're getting a head count of everyone in town to make sure. No one's missing. No one's missing. They're doing a head count of everyone <laughs> in town. That's just so yeah. spectacular to me. Um, they realize that it's an elaborate prank, and Rory sees Jess across yeah. the street. Just like clearly it's Jess. Clearly watching. Everybody knows it's Jess. Come on. Um, Lorelai and Suki are talking about Fran's death. <laughs> 
in the kitchen of the Independence Inn. And so did you look? So she had uh, her hip and angina when they went to go see oh, her. Oh, yeah, so, so they were looking up what Suki that meant. looked up angina, and, or Lorelai looked up angina, and she was like, mm, it's something that's going to get her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Michelle comes in and says, "The oh, y'all better act like you're busy. The owner is here. And so Lorelai and Rory rush out because it's Mia who owns the Independence Inn. We find out. Well, let's we'll get there in yeah. a second. They end up going to Luke's um, with and, Mia, with and Mia, and Mia calls him Lucas. Um, we find out that she currently is living in Santa Barbara. Um, Taylor comes in to talk about Jess, basically accusing Jess of the crime. And when he goes, um, they're yelling at each other. But when he goes to leave, he sees Mia and he goes, "Hi, Mia," and she's just sitting there taking it all in. We find out though. Um, that during the conversation at Luke's, or maybe before that, that when Lorelai showed up at the Independence Inn looking for a job and somewhere to stay, that Rory was not, like, that Rory was, it was 15 years ago. We know that last year was Rory's 16th birthday during season one. Mm-hmm. So where, this was 15 years ago, so where was she? Yeah, where was Lorelai and Rory? I think we find out in the series, and I could be wrong, that Lorelai was at home for a little while. Like, Emily wanted her there. It's just Lorelai didn't want to raise Rory Rory in in that environment. That was my question. Yeah. I was like, where was Lorelai in between having Rory and then showing up at the Independence? Yeah, because eventually we find out that, um... Emily got home or whatever one day and noticed that they were gone. Like, okay. Yeah. She so was planning to race her there. Emily and Richard wanted her there. Okay. So hopefully we'll get that information. At some I think point. we do. Or okay. else I wouldn't have it. Or you, you could have just made it up. No, I don't think I did. Okay. Um, so Lorelai <laughs> hasn't thought about telling Mia that she's planning to leave the independence with Suki and start their own in. And it's really freaks her out. Um, and then Emily calls during that time to complain that Rory isn't cooperating because she has her, first of all, there's like a, oh, there's a, a swan. swan there. And she also has her have one hand above her head just at a really uncomfortable angle. And she's like, she's not doing happy. it right now, guys. So yeah. I'll take a picture maybe and put it no, on our Instagram. No, there's going to be no picture of this. Um, so yeah. And so Laura, I was like, why don't you just have her read a book and have them paint her reading a book that's no, she natural didn't, she didn't mention that she, i think she just said something natural oh something natural and emily goes what like read a book and Lorelai's like yeah mom like read a book that's natural that's what rory would do so she ends up doing that next thing we see is mia lorelei and rory walls okay so Stephanie doesn't really like luke so she doesn't write a lot of the funny luke stuff in here but while Mia and Lorelai and Rory are oh, in she, the he's diner. He's trying to fix a toaster. No. Okay, well, he was trying to fix a toaster. Yes, he was. But we find out that Luke was a nerdy little skater boy <laughs> that was like a Trekkie back in the day. Yeah. So Mia, like, gives Lorelai and Rory all this information about Lucas. And it's it's funny. And she just definitely just, just doesn't care to share this. I completely skipped it because I just because don't care. She doesn't like Luke. I don't. So. so sorry. But yeah, so we find out that he's a Trekkie. That's why he you're was here. a Trekkie and he was a nerdy guy who skateboarded and was pretty good at skateboarding. Live long and prosper, y'all. Um, okay. So the next thing we see is the three <laughs> ladies walking to a town meeting. They're discussing whether they're early versus late because typically they're late. 
um, but they're running early or they're debating whether they're early or late and then they see Luke and they're like, oh, well, we can't be late because Luke's never late. So then they open the doors to Miss Patty's to go to the tail meeting and wouldn't you know that they started the meeting early without telling Luke because they were dealing with the Jess situation. And Luke gets so angry and he's he's screaming. That's his nephew. um, But my favorite though was that Bootsy and Luke get into it over things that happened in first grade. And Luke, at one point, Luke goes, I've lived here longer than most of you. And Bootsy goes, not me. I'm five weeks earlier. Than, I'm five weeks older than you. <laughs> it was quite amusing. Lorelai eventually steps up to defend, not really defend Jess, but defend Luke's position in the Jess situation. Because mm-hmm. I don't think she would defend Jess. Um, after the town meeting, which Luke storms out of um mia and lorelei are talking and she tells her that she wants to leave no 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 that's not how that happens she tells her so yes but only after so lorelei tells mia something that she's been hiding it from her she hasn't told her but her and suki are planning to leave the inn and start their own ready to say i was until after I i was getting ready to say that and then i was gonna say that okay and then Mia says, <laughs> Mia says, oh, I, that takes such a weight off of me. I, how soon are you planning to do this? How soon are you going to leave? And Lorelai says, well, we're waiting on the property to become available. That's the only holdup. And Mia says, well, can we try to make it so it's sooner rather than later? Because I would really like to sell the inn. I've gotten so many offers over the years, but I never wanted to sell it because yeah so i never sold it but if you're leaving anyway then i'm gonna sell this place lorelei is completely yeah. shell-shocked she she immediately like has a different demeanor about her like you can tell that the the change in yeah posture. she wasn't expecting that no. um lorelei and suhi are in the end the next day and lorelei is completely mad they are arguing they're arguing about suki's lateness how she constantly changes menus how that like and suki says stop talking down to me um because i think it's just all gotten like i think the realness of it is hitting lorelei and she's not actually prepared well, so this is lorelei's mo when things don't go her way or when she's getting too close to fulfilling a dream she pulls back she sabotages yeah um, the next thing we see is, so they have a massive argument. Yeah. It's just, it's so, yeah. Which I liked that scene because we got to kind of see more of their dynamic. Yeah. And sort of, we get to know Suki a little bit better and understand more of her insecurities, her flaws. The next thing we see is Dean and Rory. Dean needs to go into Dozy's market to pick up his paycheck. We find out that he's been having to scrub all the chalk outline off the sidewalk um jess is gonna approach rory and rory tells him that he needs to apologize to luke and informs him that all of his shenanigans have put luke in a really bad spot um how jess does not already understand and or know this is beyond me um i personally don't think he cares uh, i think the only reason that he cares is because rory then tells him that he should care um Maybe. which is another reason i just don't like jess um, Dean and Jess finally get introduced. This is their first introduction. Yeah, which, uh, while I was watching this, and granted, it's been a while, you know, it's been a while since we record, re- recorded. So my 
outlook on watching this is all the Gilmore Girls that I've always I've watched in my yeah. lifetime. So I got confused that we hadn't had Jess and Dean interact yet. And then I remembered that the beef between Dean and the other boy was always Tristan yeah. thus far. Yeah. Um, we have a Friday night dinner. We see the oil painting of Rory Reading. Um, Lorelai then goes off on Emily for no reason. And she then explains everything to Emily about how Mia is selling, is planning to sell the yeah. inn when she and um, Suki start there in and how her and Suki got in a big fight. And it's just... And as soon as Lorelai mentions Mia, you then see Emily's demeanor change completely. Correct. And like... Again, just watching this, uh, you know, the first time in a while, I'm like, wait a second. Like, they've met each other, haven't they? No, nope, we haven't seen them meet yet, so. Um, Luke is then at Lorelai's, and I, like, stopped paying attention for a hot minute or something. I don't know how this scene started. What happened? Luke, Luke being at Lorelai's. Why was he at Lorelai's? It, it just came. Okay. So, Luke asks about Suki in the end because Suki had come in. He was in. there to fix the, to waterproof the hookah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so Luke asks about Suki. He says that she came in that morning, and um, he asked about the end, and she changed the topic to women's basketball. Um, and so he's like, is something going on? And she's like, well, yeah. And so she spills to him, and he says that she needs to apologize. Um, so Lorelai does apologize to Suki, and they patch everything up, and all's good. Yeah, and I really liked that scene, too. Because, I mean, I like that we were getting to know Suki a little bit better, more words, um, more than just her as a chef, and more of her as Lorelai's friend. I don't know. But, like, we start to see, we see her stand up for herself, and... I don't know. The whole time I'm watching that, I have a hard time picturing her as Melissa McCarthy. Agreed. Agreed. The, the character that we know as Melissa McCarthy. She's such a McCarthy. great actress. Though, yeah. But the problem is... <laughs> the pro- here's Sorry, I know this is a big aside, but while I was watching this, I was thinking... No, no, no. I cannot picture her as Melissa McCarthy. Well, and here's the thing. I feel like every role she's had since Gilmore Girls has been very similar. It's been kind of that same role. Right? That comedic okay yeah. like like ugly yeah not even necessarily ugly because i think there's been some where she's been gorgeous but like just this very comedic role mm-hmm. like if you think about um i think or her, the, the transformation i think i'm thinking her, about, like bridesmaids well see i'm thinking of like um the heat with sandra bullock or yeah. the one with um with who's that actor that you really like um where they're spies, but they're not spies, but they are, like, if they're, anyways, this, it's called Spy. Hello. Um, who is that actor? He's British. <laughs> He's, I think you like him. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, anyways, but, I, like, it's very much an over-the-top role, and to me, Suki's not an over-the-top role. Right. Suki is a very realistic She's role. She's a soft role, and yes. all the other characters that Melissa McCarthy plays are very hard. hard. Yes, agreed. And so I think it's very interesting. And, like, so obviously, she played this role for years. I don't understand why, honestly. I feel like she's being very typecast, and I don't know whether that's roles that she's just going for. Um, Jude yeah. Law. Yes, Jude yeah. Law. You I like never Jude saw Law? this movie. Oh, it's really cute. Um, it's very, there's lots of twists and turns. Yeah. Spy, check it out. Um, it's action and adventure, but it's see, also funny. I'm used to seeing Melissa McCarthy as the 
character she plays in Bridesmaids, Identity Thief, Tammy, like, kind of that gruff, like, Yeah, I feel like her role in, like, The Heat and Spy are also very similar, and I feel like they're very similar to those other roles, but just a little bit different. Right, but then she plays, I feel like her role in, what is that one movie or show that she's in? She's in another show, and she Mike and Molly. Yeah, I feel like that one's. I've never seen it, but I feel like she's probably similar to. A well, it's, but it's in a, that. but does it's she? a comedy, so I still feel. I feel like all comedies, like there's just an over the topness in general in most like traditional comedy roles. I don't know. I've never seen Mike and Molly either, so could not tell you. But um, she's very much more feminine and soft as Suki, Suki. and I feel like that we see is, her emotions a little bit more. Yeah. I just, I wish... So I have a really hard time seeing Yes, because most of the other things she does, she's very hard, like, hard. She's, like, over the top. It's just, it's very, it's just a lot. And Suki is the opposite of that. And so I think it's really interesting. I wish that she would get cast in more roles that were, uh-huh. like, not so over the top. Because I think Suki's funny, but yeah. it's not over the top comedy. Right. So I think it shows that... Melissa McCarthy has the she's ability. Clearly, a great actress. Yeah, and she can do. Because um, she does, like I look at Suki and I do not Suki think Melissa Suki. McCarthy no, at all. Yes, I don't either. Like she doesn't look like her. She doesn't act like her. It's just so it's, it's it, so it weird. Suki. It is so weird. Yes, I would. Agree I with try it. so hard. My brain just does not compute. Compute it. Mm-mm. And I think part of that is because the first thing we knew Melissa McCarthy as was Suki. Mm-hmm. And so and then she to adapted. see all of these other characters, I'm like, it's just a different person. Yeah. Whereas with Lauren Graham. Yeah. She's this, like. She, also a great actress. But, but I think she's cast in she's more similar. She's typecast. She, whereas Melissa McCarthy is typecast as these comedic characters, mm-hmm. these hard comedic characters. Lauren Graham is typecast as Lorelai type characters. Yeah. So, anyways. Which, once we get to Year in the Life, I'll um, yeah. complain about that a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of complaining with a Year in the Life. I like a Year in the Life, but... <sighs> I've only watched it one time. Lorelai is not necessarily Lorelai in a Year in the Life. Okay. But we'll get to it. Yeah, so anyways, while Years Suki... From now. Yeah, while <laughs> Suki and Lorelai are apologizing to each other, Emily goes to meet Mia, and it's a very strange interaction mm-hmm. um and one of the things is mia says i thought when i saw her if i was her mother i would want somebody to take her in and treat her as their own and make sure that she was fed and that she had somewhere to stay and, and never care taken of. care of and emily says that's the difference because if it was me i would want someone who would send my daughter home yeah and that's, and that's the disconnect. Yeah. And I feel like that's their characters, too, because Mia's definitely a warm, welcoming, not necessarily a hippie. She's not a hippie by any means. I think later in the series we see her in a different light that is kind of like a hippie type yeah. of person. Like, go with the flow, that easy here. going, but we definitely don't see that Maybe that's here. the retirement Maybe. kicking in. Maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, definitely, like, more of a... Not not liberal, but you know, free spirit. Yeah, free, it takes a village type of person. Yes. Whereas Emily's whereas like, Emily, no, like no, family is family, like and family t- takes you, care of your family. Yeah, you you bring her home to me, or yeah, yeah you're um, eating and embedding of the delinquent. Yeah, know. delinquency of a minor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things when Emily's leaving though, she does turn to Mia and ask, "Do you have pictures of that time?" And Mia says, "Yes, I'll send. I'll box them up and send them to you tomorrow." Like. So there is that, like, connection at the very mm-hmm. least. Like, clearly Emily missed out on that time, and I think that 
echoes to the fact that she did want Lorelai and Rory to stay. So I think it just shows that. And then, you know, Mia's warmness for accepting that she did miss out on that time, but she wants to help her to bridge that gap. So the next thing we see is them at Luke's the next day, and um, they're eating breakfast, and all of a sudden... um, the toaster, the toaster is, is fixed. fixed, and it's obvious that Jess fixed it, that he's not going to own up to it. That is, like, literally the only apology you're going to get from Jess, so... But I think it's sweet. It is, I guess. But, like, seriously, you can't say words. However, I do think that both Jess and Luke are not wordsmiths. Like, they, they don't care about yeah. words. It's actions Luke, that mean... Luke would do the exact same correct. thing. Correct. It's actions that matter to them. And yeah. so him fixing the, like, toaster is great. Sure. Yeah. I just... <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> All right. So that is episode eight. All right. So episode nine is entitled Run Away, Little Boy. And its original air date was November 27th, 2001. That's important to Stephanie. It is. We're going to get to that. And why I, like, this irritates <laughs> me. There's a part in this episode that it's not the episode itself that bugs me. It's what people say about it that bugs me. And We'll get to we'll it. We'll get there. So this is a good episode. Stephanie liked this episode the best. Oh, I enjoy sure. this episode, too, because we really like Tristan. And yes. Tristan's in this episode. And Tristan's... Last, Last episode. episode, spoiler alert, but if you're listening, you've probably either already seen them or we'll be watching it shortly, so whatever. Um, so anyways, the opening is Lorelai coming home with movies, and Suki is there, um, and they're hiding something, and it's a wedding gift that was dropped off for her and Max. Um, and she's like, well, I'm just going to return it. And... They're like, well, there's no return address. And she, they're like, well, just open it. Maybe the return address is inside. Yeah, like they were trying to get her to yes. open it because they're excited about a present. Yeah, so she <laughs> opens it up, and it's an ice cream maker. A it's super a nice Fancy one. ice cream maker. Stainless steel. Lorelai is determined that she's giving this thing back, but she doesn't know who to give it back to because it doesn't have a return address. It doesn't have a gift card. It doesn't have anything. Um, Suki and Rory want to keep it. They're like, just keep right. it. Like, I would. Um, they make up some story about how it's eight after weeks. Eight after eight months. Eight weeks. Eight or ten weeks. weeks. Or ten weeks. Suki says ten. Rory says eight. Like, they're trying to make it seem, like, super legit. That you can just keep any gifts that are given to you. Like, Martha Stewart too late. said so. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, um, Lorelai was like, Emily Post and somebody would agree that that is not appropriate. Correct. You have to return the gift. There was no wedding. Um... The next, so then we have the opening song, and then we have Chilton, um, where they're in a Shakespeare class. Um, and here's the thing. I'm very confused as to whether this was an English class or a class on Shakespeare. I don't know. If either, if it was an English class, then randomly we have this. Well, what grade is she in? 10th grade? No, she's in 11th grade. Oh. Yeah, they shouldn't just now be covering Romeo. Well, I think it's a Shakespeare class because also her English teacher, we already know this year, is Max Medina, and this is not Max Medina's class. That's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, wait, this can't be English class because Medina is her teacher. Yeah. Because I was going to say, we did Romeo and Juliet in ninth grade. Yeah, we did too. But I know that they sometimes rearrange it or whatever. Um, And she's talking about how last year they did Henry... The eighth? Did they do Henry the Eighth or did they do the Tempest? I don't remember. She talks about how that they did a different play last year, but now they're doing Romeo and Juliet, um, 
And yeah, that they're going to divide the five acts up into five groups split between the third period English class and this English class, and that they will each take one act to perform it. And of course, Rory, Paris, Louise, and Madeline are all in act five. <laughs> um, we also see Henry making a reappearance in this episode. So yeah. Henry lands boyfriend slash not quite boyfriend at this who knows what they are yeah. they're phone buddies um, <laughs> Trist, we also find out that Tristan's back he had been suspended dun, dun, dun. Um, and Rory's like I didn't even notice and Paris is like of course you noticed everyone noticed like, alright Paris calm down there <laughs> um, Lorelai is calling everyone to find out who sent this gift mm-hmm. um, she can't figure it out we find out that Rory has offered Lorelai's services to make all the costumes for their um, play. Play their Act Five of Romeo and Juliet. Um, we see that Lorelai is going to be going to class. So we see Lorelai interacting in business school in this episode a little bit more. Um, and Henry mm-hmm. calls Rory, and then she calls Lane, and then she gets on a three-way phone call with them, and then hangs up so that they can talk because mm-hmm. she doesn't hang up. Uh, she just puts the phone down. Yeah. Because Henry can't call Lane because Mrs. Kim. Right, because Lane doesn't want Mrs. Kim to meet Henry because she's afraid that either Mrs. Kim will really like him, which would mean that she no longer likes him, or she would hate him, which would mean she wasn't allowed to see him. So either the way, way she, she doesn't want Mrs. Yeah. Kim to know. Um, we see this because r- really, Mrs. Kim would probably love him. Oh, but well, correct. It's like, he- is she even allowed to date though? Yeah. So I think that Mrs. Kim would probably allow her to date Henry because she's within their same. Yeah, know, they're both Korean, and he wants to be a doctor, and like all the things yeah. that Mrs. Kim wants for her <laughs> is Henry, and she's like, I really like Henry. This is a problem. Um, we see random guy. This is what I called him, random guy. We find out later in the episode that his name is Paul. Okay, I was gonna say, uh, is it Nick? No, it's Paul. Um, We find him hitting one Lorelai outside of class. Yeah, like a vending machine. Yeah, like this is where she gets her dinner. She got a vending machine burrito. Evidently, she is able. That sounds disgusting. Correct. Like she was heating it up in a microwave, like that they had sitting out there, and I'm just like, this whole thing just seems really wrong. Um, back at Chilton, um, Rory walks in and she says, "Hey," and then Madeline says, "Hey," and Louise goes. We're the monkeys. <laughs> like the theme song. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was cute. I wrote it down, obviously. We meet Brad from third period, who is the pro- who is the solution to their boy problem. So, did we talk about Brad earlier this season? No. I think we did, because I told you he comes back later because he leaves for Broadway. He was afraid to talk. I'm going to go back Yeah, and but look. he was, he left for Broadway. No. Yeah. No, I'm going back. Hold on. Going back through my notes. What episode was it? Do you remember? No, it could have been season one. Let me, let me pull up IMDb to see. We can keep talking until Okay. Then. Um, so anyway, so Brad from third period is there and then, and they're like, well, we don't have enough boys, so... Um, somebody's gonna be the friar, and somebody's, and you know, Brad, you have to be Romeo because you're the only boy. And then Tristan shows up, um, and Louise is like, "Well, no, Tristan's obviously Romeo, and Brad, you are, um, the friar. I don't know the friar. Yeah, I think Brad was gonna be the friar, and 
Um, Louise was going to be the priest because Louise goes, well, then, and Tristan will be Romeo and I will be Juliet. And Paris goes, Juliet's supposed to be chaste. And Louise goes, never mind. And then Madeline's like, I can be Juliet. And Paris goes, she also has more than three lines. And she goes, never mind. And then Rory's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, so that is how Rory ended up being Juliet. Um, Suki and Michelle are at the, the Independence Inn, and they are getting ready to... Um, Suki is giving him like blueberry pancakes to eat and he goes well I can only have 13 blueberries so are there 13 blueberries in here and she's like I don't know like you're not allowed to count them and he's like I, ha I have to and he she goes no you just eat the pancake and he goes and she says may destiny's child break up if you count one of these blueberries and he goes choose another group <laughs> I was like it's okay they break up anyway but like you just let it go um, Lorelai brings in Fernando, the ice cream maker, to the inn. Mm -hmm. um, and Lorelai's like, we can use the ice cream maker here at the inn. And so he's like, we have a professional grade ice cream maker. We do not need this little one that's going to make ice cream for you and Rory. We have one that can make one for everybody who comes to eat. Um, and then Suki tells Lorelai that she's very concerned about her. Are you finding it? Yeah, I'm trying to. Um, so Suki is concerned about Lorelai and how attached she is, like how emotional yeah. she's being over this ice cream maker and like Lorelai's like, I'm not, I'm fine, I'm out there, I'm out there and um she's like, I was asked out the other day and Suki's like, Well, are you gonna go out? And she goes, Well no, wasn't planning on it, but I was asked out and Suki's like, You gotta get back out there. So, there's that. Okay. okay, I found it. So, he, or Stephanie, helps me film, find it. Yeah. So, we haven't gotten there yet. But eventually, his character and the real-life guy who plays Brad goes to Broadway and is in Into the Woods. Yes, but he, this is his first appearance in this show. Like, <laughs> I don't know what she was talking about. This is I'm really having a hard time right now figuring out what we've seen and what we haven't. Because I've seen Gilmore Girls like 12 million times. And I recently just rewatched the whole thing before we started this podcast, so I'm really struggling to know what we've so, seen and what we haven't. Anyways, point being, this is the first time we see Brad. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <so>, guys. <laughs> Lane and Rory are talking about Henry. Um, we kind of talked about this already, about Lane's struggles as to whether like she likes Henry and she doesn't want her mom to know about Henry because of then she won't like Henry, blah, blah, blah. Paris calls... Um, Lorelai during this time and not Lorelai, Rory during this time and wants to practice at Miss Patty's studio because the courtyard at the high school was overbooked. Yeah. And Rory's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, she's freaking out because Tristan and Dean and the kiss with Tristan at the party. Right. And she's like, I can't, they can't because then I have to tell Dean and I don't want to tell Dean, but I have to tell Dean. If Tristan's going to be in this town, I have to tell Dean because if I don't tell Dean, then he'll tell Dean. Yeah. So, so Lorelai says, no, 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 no. Do not tell Dean. She says, if you tell Dean, you're just easing your guilt to make him, and it's going to cause him to commit murder. So here's the thing. 
If they know this about Dean, specifically if Lorelai knows this about Dean, like clearly Dean has an anger issue and a control issue. Yeah. Why are you letting your daughter be with this guy? Yeah, he has a he has a massive jealous streak. Yeah. Like that's very obvious. Um, Lorelai tells Rory to practice on her, and when she does, <laughs> Lorelai as Dean is like, "So Dang. when when did you kiss him?" This was to me the part that was like, like really like blatant. I was like, "When did you kiss him?" And she goes, the night after that we, we broke up. And so, and then as Laurel, as Dean, Lorelai goes, so the night after I told you I loved you? Uh-huh. Oops! There it is, folks. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be. That, that is would, when. That, that would is be when. when it happened. That would be when. Um, then the interaction between Paris and Miss Patty was so funny to me. Um, because Miss Patty is this, like, massive free spirit, and Paris is a massive control freak, and, yeah, so Paris freaks out on Miss Patty. Um, Tristan, we find out, has gone straight to Dozie's Market, does not pass go, does not collect $200, and... How does he even know that Dean works at Dozie's Market? I feel like it's probably been mentioned, like, I feel like he knows. So he walks in, he's being a complete jerk, and it's quite amusing, I do love it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) he is, like, asking him questions about flour, then he drops, like, this is a little bit much, because he drops flower onto the ground and then throws money on top of it and is like that should cover it um so we'll get to this but clearly tristan needs some validation in life yeah Tristan's struggling right now so tristan tells dean about romeo and juliet and that he's romeo and um rory is juliet um rory pulls dean out of dozies and is apologizing to him over and over again and dean's like it's not your fault you didn't choose to work with him you didn't create the assignment blah 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 so like that part yeah that was good yeah um we found out that lorelei had gone up went out on a date with that guy who hit on her paul paul um we found out that the rehearsal was not half bad um, Lorelai is really happy that she's now a casual dater. Um, and Luke hears this and he perks up and he's like, hold on, what now? <laughs> um, and then Dean walks in and he goes, I want to come to rehearsal. Yeah. Like what time is rehearsal tomorrow? I have off work. And they try and talk him out of it and he ain't, he ain't having it. No. Nope. He's going to be there. Yep. Um, so at school, Rory approaches Tristan to ask him to not say anything to Dean about their kiss. And after he is a jerk about it for the first, like, ten minutes, um, he then agrees but says when they kiss on stage, it will be obvious that they kissed before. Um, she then tries to be actually a good friend and talk to him about him getting in trouble. Yeah. And he goes... I've, I've always done these things. She goes, well, you used to be better at it because you didn't get called. Yeah. <laughs> and now these people that you're hanging out with, like, you're getting called. This isn't good. Like, what's going on with you? Uh, and he just doesn't really want to talk about it. At Luke's the next day, um, or maybe it's that same day. I really can't tell. The time, time in the show yeah. is really difficult to figure out. That is really weird in this show. Because they're not, like, sometimes they are specific, and then other times they're not. Like, it's very difficult, especially when there's not a Friday night dinner to base everything in. It's It's really hard hard to to figure out what day is what. Um, But Rory's moping, and she's not eating, and then, this is so funny. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Paul, the date, comes in. Wearing a ball cap and, and like jeans and a sweatshirt. Fluffy hair. Yeah. He looks like a college kid. Definitely looks like a college kid. So when we first saw him, he did look, he still looked youngish, but he looked older. He was wearing like a bit like a suit. Yeah. Like, he looked like he had it together. Um, but he comes in with his parents. <laughs> who look pretty young. Correct. Definitely not, like, super, like, old parents. No, we're talking, like, they're probably in their, like, early 40s. Well, because you have to think, Lorelai's in her, like, early 30s. This kid's probably in his mid-20s. They're probably in their early 40s. Which is hard to tell because back then people dressed older than they do now. Correct. I feel like they're in their early to mid forties. Okay. That's kind of what I'm gathering. So like Lorelai's literally smack dab in between like age range, I feel like, between the parents and the kid. Yeah. Um, so Paul shows up with his parents. He is super happy about being at Luke's. Like he's like, You just yeah. talked so much about it, I just had to come see it and my mom likes diners and so I thought we'd come and get some coffee and blah 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 and you, oh my gosh, you must be Luke. <laughs> I've heard so much about heard so much about you, I'm so excited Which to be just here. Just to show like Lorelai, why are you talking so much about Luke and Luke's yeah. in your day? Yeah, it's so weird. Um it's Rory is behind Lorelai losing it. She is dying laughing. Um, and when he leaves, she goes, Lorelai's like, what is it? And she goes, I've always wanted a little brother. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Rory. Um, the next thing we have is play practice, and Tristan brings up a kiss at a party. By the yeah, way, Dean's so, there. So Dean's there, and um, Tristan says, since this isn't our first kiss, I want to, like, remember our first kiss or something something like like that that. and Rory is like huh and he's referencing act one of Romeo and Juliet but talking about yes talking about like Romeo and Juliet's first kiss but really we're talking about Rory and Tristan's kiss first kiss um, Rory then asks Dean to leave, like, straight up. He's, she's like, you've got to go. We have to do this tomorrow. Like, so this is obviously Saturday because we know the play's on Sunday. Um, so it's definitely an issue. Um, she's like, you, you've got to go. And he's like, I don't understand why I have to go. She's like, because this is half of my grade. You've got to go. Yeah. Causing problems. And then Tristan gets a beep in his pager. <laughs> <laughs> and he leaves, so they don't even get to finish practicing. Um, Suki is super excited to see the play. Um, they are teasing Lorelai relentlessly about her date with this kid, this young guy. Um, and she's said, there's a reference to Doogie Howser. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, she's like, he was in, oh, I know what it was. She's like, he was in business school. I assumed that he was old, like, he's got to be, you know, old enough to be in business school. And, um, <laughs> I think it's Luke who says Doogie Howser was a doctor at 16. So, mm-hmm. um, we go to Chilton. We see the first. Uh, we see one of the acts. I think it's Act. It's yeah, Henry. Well, no, we see another one before that. Yeah. Um, Henry was in Act Three. I think either it must have been Act Two was a caveman. They oh, yeah. said it as like in caveman time. It was very strange. Paris is freaking out because Tristan has still not shown up. Tristan's um, Tristan does show up. He runs into Rory and Paris, and he says, "I can't." 
I can't do it. My dad's pulled me from school. We got into trouble. He's making me enroll at a military school in North Carolina. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I don't know whether we finish this and then come back let's, to that. Let's finish it. Because we're almost back. done. Yeah. So, yeah, he's having to enroll in a military school in North Carolina because they broke into his friend's dad's safe and the silent alarm went off and the police said, you can let your parents can handle it. Um, Paris then roll when once Tristan leaves and they have like this really sweet goodbye. He's like, I would, I would, does he say I would hug you or I would kiss you? Yeah, I would, I would give you a, I think a hug. A, I don't know. I don't know. And I just watched it yesterday. But, um, but your boyfriend's staring, right. so I won't. And so, like, it's very sweet. And you can tell that they actually have like a genuine connection. Yeah. Um, so, if only he had just grown up a little bit. Mm. I know. Um, Paris then rolls in dressed as Romeo, and she's like, we gotta go. Well, let's do this. Yeah. Which she does a very good job Yes, as Romeo. Yes. And then, um, as they're getting their coats to leave, Suki points out once again, because Lorelai's complaining about how mean Luke was being, um, Suki points out again, this is not the first time Suki has pointed out to Lorelai that Luke is into her. So when they get to Luke's, she asks Luke if he is good at dating. And they talk about people who will always be there for her, and she counts him in. She's like, Lorelai and Suki and you, like, I know that you're always going to be there. So that's how that episode ends. And let's go back and talk about my pet peeve. Okay, so... We, Tristan Lees was saying that he is being sent to a military school in North Carolina. Okay. So we know that, that Chad Michael Murray, who plays Tristan, was in One, One Tree, Tree Hill, Hill, which takes place in North Wilmington, Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. Now, there's been... It's been... Takes, pro- so it takes place, like the setting of the stories in is North also Carolina. also in North Carolina. And they also film in North Carolina. But let's just go back. People, if you like look this up online, there are claims that this <laughs> reference is in reference to him going to shoot One Tree Hill. That is false. So this was this shot place, and filmed and aired. This aired November 27th, 2001. Okay. Let's talk about pilot season and premieres of television shows, okay? So pilot season typically takes place in the winter and early spring of the year in which the show would be picked up for. Unless it's delayed and they have like a late placement or something like that. So One Tree Hill's first episode is September 23rd, 2003. One Tree Hill also was originally supposed to be a... <laughs> Susan's been playing with wax and now has her hands disgusting. So this candle was full, but it had like green on the edges. So I was a little bit concerned that maybe it had molded, so which now I think she's... it may have. So I was like going to light it, but I couldn't find a lighter. So I was like trying to figure out where the wick was. I like kind of destroyed the wick that was up top, but that didn't go down all the way anyways. So then I took a straw and I've just kind of demolished this. Yeah, it's, it smells really good, but her hands are disgusting. Yeah, but we're almost finished. So that's, <laughs> Sorry, that was. So anyway, so pilot season occurs. One Tree Hill first the pilot episode aired um, September twenty third, two thousand and three. Remember, this episode took place on November twenty seventh, two thousand and one. Okay, two thousand one. You with me? So Two years. The earliest that the pot that the pilot would have been. Filmed for pickup for, um, for One Tree Hill would have been like late 2002, early 2003. 
he was not going to film One Tree Hill when this episode no. aired. And this, the characters are complete opposites. Correct. Now, what he did film in between was Dawson's Creek. Was Dawson's Creek, which also filmed in Wilmington, North Carolina. Right. Though the show took place in, in Massachusetts, yeah. in Boston, Massachusetts. Or thereabouts. Well, yeah, yeah, when they were there, yeah. So, so that he played a character in Dawson's Creek, which Stephanie has not seen these episodes. I, I love Dawson's Creek so much. I like early Might Dawson's Creek. be one Creek. of my favorites. I don't love uh, college Dawson's so Creek. So anyways, the character that he plays, he's on there from 2001 to 2002. So it's likely that they were just tipping their hat to the fact that Chad Michael Murray was going down to North Carolina to film a show. Not One Tree Hill. It just so happened that One Tree Hill fell right after. So, like, Chad Michael Murray was basically already in Wilmington when they were developing Right, because One we Tree hadn't Hill. seen... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and the character that he plays in Dawson's Creek, if they were tipping their hat to anything to do with his character, which I don't think they were, but, I mean, the character he plays in Dawson's Creek... Kind of similar to a Tristan-type character, but not really, but kind of. So, anyways, that's my, like, if you literally, if you look it up, people will say that it's a tipping the hat to One Tree Hill, and it's no, not. Clearly not. It's a tipping of the hat to... Unless we are unaware of something. Yeah, unless they filmed that pilot super early, which I don't think they did. But I don't think did. they did, because they looked at IMDb. Correct. And, and Wikipedia. And um, Wikipedia if, you're not, if you're not listening to the Drama Queens podcast with Hillary Burton, Sophia Bush, and um, Hillary, uh, Bethany Joy Lenz, you should. It's really good. Um, but they're talking about those early times of Winter Hill 2, and they talked a little bit about the pilot and when that was filmed. And that was, I know, like, I know it was filmed in 2003. Like, I know, I know these things because I've yeah. listened to it recently about from them. So... It's just, it bothers me so much. So much. Yeah. Like, the dates don't match up. Like so, it's if not... anything, it's Dawson's Creek. Yes. It's Dawson's Creek, which they're tapping, like, tipping their hats to. If they're doing that at all. Yes. So. Because something, if you don't know about residential facilities, military schools, that sort of thing, there are several in North Carolina that he could have gone to. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, that is, that's that. Yeah. Uh, an exciting few episodes. Yeah, so next time we will be talking about episodes 10, 11, and 12, um, making it halfway through the um, season two of Gilmore Girls. Um, I would say that we'll try and get that on the air in like two weeks, but... We can't promise anything. No, but <laughs> right now We're my closing try. is like like a month from now so hopefully after that we'll be back on a more regular schedule but we'll hope to get you something before then too yes so anyways thanks for listening and if you have any questions make sure to check us out on instagram um, instagram at rewatch with steph and Sue's. make sure you like, like and subscribe, subscribe to um, our podcast on whatever podcasting streaming service you might use we're um, on all of them and if you have the option to give us a rating, we would appreciate a yeah. five-star rating. Whoop, whoop. Um, um, also, make sure you share our Instagram with all your friends. And, yeah, I think that's about it. I think so. In the meantime, I'm going to be playing with wax. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Ta. Bye.